Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody asked me, why do bad things happen to good people? There's a good God and there's a destructive devil. <laughs> Amen. When you go forward, the devil wakes up. Hallelujah. So don't ever worry about how bad it gets. Keep your eyes on the end of the journey. Praise God. Let's turn our Bibles today to Numbers 14:26. Numbers 14, verse 26, down to verse 28. Hallelujah. And hopefully I get to wrap this up today. Praise God. Words are very important. They connect us to the realm of life or the realm of death. They open thresholds to demonic or godly activity. And God gives us the promise that he will shut a door that no man can open. And he will open doors that no man can shut. And he does that by giving us the words for seasons of our life. And when you speak a word in season from God, that either closes that threshold or opens it. Now, we call words foolish. We, you know, there is a sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, which is a falsehood, and uh, that statement was made in the Methodist newspaper in Africa, and uh, it was written to the assembly of Methodist people there in Africa. Now, I'm sure the guy was trying to make a point, but the point that you and I need to realize, though we hear it all the time, is kind of like your kids. How many times have you told your kids, wash behind your ears? Uh, you know, make sure that you get clean. Uh, you know, pick up your underwear, pick up your socks. Well, that's why we have to keep preaching what we preach. Because we are the children of God. And uh, we have to keep hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. You know, I used to tell Phyllis, she'd say, I wish you'd tell me I was beautiful. I said that to you once. I haven't changed my mind. Or I love you. Well, can't you say it more than once? I said it once. Doesn't that mean anything? And no, you have to keep saying it. Saying it, saying it, saying it. Amen? All right. Numbers, the 14th chapter and verse 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, how long shall I bear witness with, shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmured against me? I have heard their murmuring of the children of Israel, which they murmured against me. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do it to you. Is God a man that he would lie? 
then we have to understand that lots of things that happen in our lives may not be the will of God, but they may be the result of what we've been saying. Murmuring against God, making false accusations. Well, you know, I believe God and it never came to pass. That's a murmur. Uh, well, you know, uh, we did this, we did that. It never works out. Well, those are murmuring statements. Now, whether we believe the law of God, which says that there is life and death in the power of the tongue. Now, you may not believe in words, but you have been saved by words. Prison doors have been opened. Life has been given. You know that words work. What we don't want to do is reverse it so that the adversary has the advantage that we are giving him and he is opening doors that should not be open, and he is slamming doors that should be open. So, the word works whether you believe it or not. People say, well, well, I didn't mean that. It doesn't matter. It is a law that what you say, you are going to reap. Words are seed. And when you sow them, they're going to bring a harvest to your life. Is that true? Absolutely. Is that true? Yeah, well, we've got two people that believe that. Listen, I'm telling you right now, your biggest problem in your life is that slit under your nose. And I'm telling you, it is a problem in the kingdom it is a problem in the church, and it's a problem in your life. And if you could control that tongue, hell would quit burning, and so would many of your dreams and your visions. Now, we as Christians ought to be big enough to do what God wants us to do. And he doesn't want us to say what we see. He wants us to say what he said. Now, the word that when God said they have, uh, they spoke unto my ear, it means that they said something. They've communed with me. In other words, when you talk even negatively, God hears you. God hears you. Well, God knows. God knows what? He knows that you are to have faith and that the humble live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm not trying to be mean, but I do want to be forward and very emphatic about this foolishness that we should be speaking as men and not like children. Your words are powerful. They can start wars and they can stop wars. 
They can stop the onslaught of the enemy. They can stop sickness and disease. They can stop poverty. They can stop depression. They can stop divisive things. They can stop divorce. Your words are important. And you are a master and you have an understanding of spiritual laws. But to deny that and to laugh and mock God like he knows better than what he said he knows is just wrong and it's rebellious. I knew you got up for that statement today. Hallelujah. The laws of words work whether you believe it or not. Jump out a window and say, I believe I can fly, I believe I can fly. And you can fly till you hit the ground. Doesn't matter if you believe in gravity or not, you're going to hit the ground. Choosing to use the tongue and words unwisely because of your rebellion, your ignorance, or because of your doubt and unbelief. Here's what's going to happen. Whether it's tomorrow, whether it's next day, a seed sown is a seed that's going to grow. Yep, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, we walk in love. Yeah, good. So you have to love me. Don't hate me because I tell you the truth. Hate yourself because you hate that. But don't hate me. And then it says this. When you do not use your tongue because of your ignorance or because of your rebellion or doubt and unbelief, and that's just what it is. And the question would be, how deep is that doubt? I don't know. But if it's there, it has contaminated the whole bag of apples. Now, when you do those things, it will set up demonic limitations in life and open the door to death. 1 Corinthians 14, 10, remember, the door or words are thresholds. Doors, there is transformation, activity from the kingdom of darkness into this natural world or kingdom, out of the kingdom of God into this natural world. But your tongue is the one that's going to create the door of life and death. You say, oh, I've heard this. I know it. And you've told your children, pick up your underwear. And they're 60 years old and they're still throwing them on the floor. We, we still have to preach the gospel. Whatever part of the gospel you don't like, that's between you and God. But we're not called to create something new and to preach something new. I know you know these things, but it's my job to put you into remembrance. Amen. Now, when you open these doors, then understand it is an entrance into your life and your children. And your children. And then your children get used to this demonic activity. 
we would then call it a familiar spirit. They They are so blinded to it because we have raised up no resistance to it that they accepted as a way of life. Now, you can damn your children if you want. I don't want to damn mine. I don't want to damn my grandchildren. I am smart enough, and I am to be motivated enough that I do not open doorways into their life that they cannot handle. Yes, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let's go to uh, Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Now, I know that you say, well, words words are very important. And we should be able to bind hell as much as we should be able to loose heaven. But the Bible says that that the tongue no man can tame. Man can't, but God can. Amen? And God has given you what to say. And so when these words, when these things go into motion, what we have to understand is that God is not trying to rule us. God is trying to position us for promotion and blessing and life and upon our generations, generations. Now that means this. You open the door to the devil in your life, it's gone to your children and it's gone to your grandchildren. Oh, I just don't believe that. Doesn't matter, it's going to work anyway. It's going to work anyway. Could have given an amen. Listen, folks, it, do we want to be Christians or, you know, we just want to go down to here and put first church of believe nothing and do nothing? That's us. Join us. You and I have a responsibility. Now, I'm wrapping this message up, so I got to get all the intensity in it that I possibly can. Matthew, the 12th chapter, verse 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers. Anybody know what a viper is? Relationship to a snake. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now let's look at what that said. Number one, either make it. In other words, 
you get to choose what type of words you're going to say and what type of fruit is going to be in your house and in your life and in your grandchildren's life. Now, the other thing it says, you, you make it. If you are negative, that's what that word idle means. You say one negative thing. Oh, I, I just don't think God is. Really? Well, why don't you just start cussing? Why don't you just have one beer? Hey, why don't you have one joint? One is enough. You say one negative thing, it opens a door to demonic powers. You think that it doesn't, but the Bible says it does. And so when you open that door, here comes this demonic spirit into this person's house that you said nonchalantly something about because you thought you knew it all and was wise enough without hearing the story. So here comes this spirit. Well, the man didn't bring the spirit, but somebody did. So what does that negative thing happen, or what does that negative thing do? It looses itself into this family. Now, the family might be great. They might be living for God, doing good, but they got friends like us. We just negative trash people. Now, I know this is not very popular, and if I was living off of amens to get my salary, Phyllis and I'd be eating beans and cornbread next week. In other words, there's not too many amens coming from here. Now, you may not like how reality may hit you in the face, but you know what? You have to be accountable for the people that you are in covenant with. And so, you speak something negative, here comes a spirit. This spirit has a way into this because your friendship has influence. And so that influence opens the door to this household. Now this household begins to suffer these mysterious demonic activities that they are unaware of where they have come from. But the eye of the Lord is upon the righteous. God remembers where the idle word came from. Now that idle word doesn't go away. You know where it goes? To the judgment seat of Christ that you're going to appear before. Is that what that scripture said? Yeah. Man shall give an account of every negative word that he says at the judgment. That's what he said. Amen? Look, before the end of the message, you're going to be happy. The problem is we're only halfway through the first page. So hang on. 
It's all going to get cleaned up, but you can make the tree good and evil. Whatever you listen to brings the seeds of that fruit and it settles into your life. And then if you have not looked at, cleansed the floor of your seed barns, understand that that seed is going to go into its planters. It's going to make its way into your mouth. And you will choose what is corrupt, what is evil, what is good, and what is just. But it's up to you. So, what are you going to choose? What are you going to say? Are you going to make it good or are you going to make it bad? It's up to you. You can be a reflection of what God wants for man or you can be an extension for the doorways of the devil. Kind of has this atmosphere of a funeral where you don't know if the guy was saved or unsaved, but they want you to preach him to heaven. That's why I don't do many funerals anymore. And then it says this, by your words. Somebody say, by my words. You will be justified, declared innocent or guiltless without any penalty of the curse or you'll be condemned by your word. Condemned. You will have judgment pronounced upon you for the seed that you have sown and the harvest that other people are reaping. Change your seed source. You get negative. Phyllis and I, oh, we got saved. We had so many wonderful friends. They were slobbering all over us. They were loving us. Praise God. We're so glad they all came down to our house and, you know, the house would get filled. Oh, they just talk and talk. Oh, we had a wonderful time. Until one day I read the Bible. It's an amazing thing. It's got a lot of good stuff in it. And I found out that we weren't supposed to be talking about people. So I hung this sign over our table. If you are going to talk about people, believers, unbelievers, pastors, helpers, you are not welcome in our home. Phyllis and I became, oh, so lonely we could cry. We had no friends. We ended up with nobody because that's all they did. I had, I walked behind a car one time and found two deacons, bless their corrupt, devil-filled heart, and I heard them cussing my pastor. Oh, I can't believe that. Yeah, you can. You just haven't caught, got caught by the trunk yet. These people were cussing my pastors. 
I thought, why are you cussing him? He's here preaching the gospel to you, building the church, and you're cussing him. For what? What did he do? Well, he's not this, he's not that. Well, neither are you. We all got goat hair interwoven with our sweet lily white wool. Amen. Anyway, your words affect your life and the life of your family and the life of those that are around you. Idle words will haunt you until the day that you stand before Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Make the tree good. Make it right now a decision. I'm going to make my tree good. Don't make it corrupt. The choice is yours. You can choose your seed supply. Hallelujah. There are basically three places that you get seed. Let's go to Ephesians 4.25. Ephesians 4.25. Three basic seed sources in everybody's life that fill the soul, the mind, and ultimately control the tongue. So wherever you and I are right now, let's make sure that we got the right seed. It says, wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Now, everybody knows that that's all connected to the verse, verse that we led. Don't lie. Don't let your tongue build a place for the devil's habitation. Let him that steals steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication Proceed out of, the, out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. Now, let's be real simple. If what you're talking is not good, then it's not God. And then it says this, grieve not the Holy Ghost. How many of you want the Holy Ghost disconnected from your life? then you have to make sure that you keep the doors of his influence open. And then it says this, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath and anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Is that the last verse? Okay, good. All right. 
Where did these words come from? What are the seed sources of bitterness, discontentment, discouragement, divisiveness, repeating matters? Where do these words come from? Well, they don't come from God. They don't come from the Bible. They come from a disrupted, hurt, confused soul. Yeah. These things that happen to us, they happen to us by conflict. We have a run-in with somebody. We have a harsh words with somebody. We just put them right here on the seed floor of our soul, and we remember them. Oh, we say we forgive them, but you haven't forgiven them no more than nothing because you keep telling everybody about it. In fact, the more you repeat it, the more infected you get. These things get into our soul. These conflicts that may be stirred by the immaturity of another believer. Not every believer is as perfect as you and I. There are a lot of flaws in some of the people that we know. And if you can't bear their burden, their flaws then don't get around them. And then it has to do that when these things come, Satan will build on them. They come from hurts that we experience. They come from failures that we go through. They come from the fruit of things that have been planned against us by the devil. And some things happen to us just because we're parents. You know, if, if you have children, now I hope that you're raising them in the way of the Lord, but you may hear these words someday. I hate you. What? Me? How could you hate me? You won't let me go to Susie's house. Susie's eight years old and she's a drug dealer. <laughs> Your child doesn't care. But you may hear those words. I wish I'd never been born. Say, well, if we're taking a vote, I'm on your side. <laughs> You know that they can hurt you. They come. We get these words. And then you put them in us. You put that seed in us. And then when we start walking through life, guess what we say? We repeat a matter. Which is totally forbidden, and you all know that. But it's at that moment we just put off what God really said 
And we say, God, come on, you're merciful. You don't mean what you're saying. You know, hallelujah. And then you want faith to be unshakable in God. No, no. Remember, these things get into our soul. This is where bitterness, wrath, divorce fills people with all types of infection-filled words. All men are the same. They are not. Now, I agree besides me they might be, but I am the abnormal and the unusual. I wish God would have made more than more of me, but I'm telling you, all men are not the same. But maybe the words that you said because of the way that you were raised might have created the man that you were married to. Because that's the type of seed that was in you. I came from an abusive home. My dad would beat my mother from one end of the house, clear around, beat her outside, take her around the cement porch that wrapped halfway around the house. He would beat her. He would leave her with knife cuts, and he would beat her again. He had no mercy I came from an abusive house. What was I supposed to be? I was what I was seated with. And if you don't want your children to be as miserable in their marriage as you are, then stop showing them how to do it. Gosh, I'm preaching good. I think that guy down in Gateway in Texas would be happy with me. No, I'm telling you the truth. This stuff is real. And if we sow it, guess what? They will become it. So we begin to go through life. You ever been discouraged? Like yesterday. Like this morning, I got up. Man, I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to lay back down and get a little rest. It was 3.45. I was discouraged. I wanted it to be like 1.30. But it wasn't. I had to get up. We can get discouraged. You know what most people do with discouragement? They let it settle in. They let it settle in. And then they just share it. I'm discouraged. But the Bible says, let the weak say they're strong. But we tell everybody we're discouraged. I'm just going through a tough time. Welcome to life, even without the devil. So we go through all these things. We get discouraged. But we don't take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pretty soon our faith is cloudy, confused, questionable. 
But the Bible tells us to pray in the Holy Ghost, building ourselves up on our most holy faith. But we don't want to use our tongue that way. We just want to complain. Yep. The second place that words come from and get into our soul comes from Satan. Comes from Satan. You know, I have people tell me all the time, and I don't mind you telling me, but when you tell me eight times in one day, I think you're listening to the wrong person. Well, you know, the devil told me. Did you talk back to him? Well, no. You should have. You should have said, devil, I'm not as dumb as you are. Get out of here. Tell him, God is with me. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to make it over. I'm going through. Now, we know that you can start out doing good, and in all of these things, the devil can sow a seed. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? Peter said, how has Satan filled your heart that you might lie to the Holy Ghost? Who would think that you could lie to God? Well, Ananias and Sapphira did. They opened the door to death. Did they go to heaven or hell? All liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. I'd say they went to hell. Just one seed, just one deed, just one lie. Then let me wrap this all up. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Oh, yeah, I'm glad. The pressure is almost unbearable. Because on Facebook... It's going to be, oh, great word, Pastor. The other word, I wish I hadn't been at church today. I'm so disappointed. I'm so discouraged. I come to be blessed. and You are blessed. I'm telling you, you're being blessed. You're being blessed. You are being enriched, infused. You are getting revelation knowledge. You are getting understanding. Now, I, I, I don't come with a massage. And they don't come with an automatic back scratcher. Here's what the Bible says. 2 Samuel, listen to these words, very important. 2 Samuel 23, 23. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me. And his word was in my tongue and the God of Israel said the Bible tells us that the Holy Ghost spoke through the prophet Samuel what do you mean he spoke when God speaks when he gives us the word of God it's him putting a word in your tongue. Now, if we speak any other way, then that word does not work. 
but the Holy Ghost is filling you with languages that will produce life and goodness. Believe it or not, even behind closed doors, we are opening doors of life and death. We are opening up places where spirits are being transferred from one kingdom to another. We can control demonic activity. I've heard people say this. Man, the whole neighborhood is getting filled with drug addicts. Then when it happens, you want to complain. Don't complain. You've been helping it. Amen? You know, I'm telling you, our street filled with prostitutes. Quit saying it. I remember old Bill Fast took me on a golf trip one time. He said, Pastor, I want you to go. I want you to be my guest. And You know there's something wrong with a hotel when you pull up and they got all pink doors. <laughs> and it's two guys for $20 a night. There's only one telephone in the whole area. So we go and I call Phyllis. I said, honey, I said, I'm going to have to hang up. She said, well, why, honey? I'd like to talk to you more. I said, honey, there's women circling me like sharks. And I don't think their intention is good. <laughs> so everybody that went to the phone booth had to deal with these sharks circling them. Except for Bill. And you've seen Bill, so you know nobody showed up to circle him. But what did I learn? I learned that when Bill says, it's a nice hotel, <laughs> you've got to go inside and put the dresser up against the door to keep the door shut. And that's just as bad as Randy. He took us to hotel Six, we leave the light on. Brother, there's a reason you leave the light on in that place. Man, there's stuff carrying your shoes off. And now what is the base of those stories? I'm not trying to mean mouth them. I'm just revealing to you, don't go any place with them, guys. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand to your feet. Today, watch your words. Change your seed source. You are far better than to be used by the devil. You're wiser than him. You're filled with more love than him. You've got understanding beyond his realm and reach. And you are a child of God. And when God puts a word on your tongue, he is your seed source and he will watch over it and he will hasten it and he will make it good. If your children are lost, you begin to say, I believe and they shall be saved. God, you are their shepherd and they will not want. You are leading them beside the still waters. You're laying them down in the green pastures. God, you're promoting them. You're encouraging them. You're restoring their soul. Oh, God, bring the freshness of your spirit back to their life. 
God, let them be visited by your spirit. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You are the only thing that is standing between a closed door and an open door. Open it and let God come in. Slam it shut and keep the devil out. Hallelujah. You have the truth. Let it set you free. Let it set you free. Oh God, your mercy, your goodness. Father is immeasurable. God, it cannot be bound. It cannot be, God, any less than 100%. You are for us. Nothing can be against us. God, if our enemies come out against us seven ways, God, they will be defeated and smitten. God, you will raise us up out of the dark places and sit us upon a mountain that they may see what you have done. God, every need you've met, God, every problem, you've already prophesied that it would be victorious in Christ. God, you are a God of healing and wholeness. I asked you, God, to heal the soul filled with anguish, hurt, discouragement, and God, even bitterness. Forgive us, O oh God. Touch these lips with a coal from your altar. Let our lips, God, become the lips of life and the lips of righteousness. Let them know us by our fruit. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know, Ashley, you probably wish you had this on a CD, but can we sing my song? They're getting ready to go out there in the battlefield, restaurants. They're going to witness to people. People are going to get saved, and some of them are going to have to suck up. They just got a bad meal. And they're still going to have to bless, and they're still going to have to, you know, give them a tip and still speak good. So let's just bless them as they go. We'll see you Wednesday night. Be upon you and a thousand generations. And 